The Coaches Network, bringing the game together. You now listen to The Coaches Network, a podcast aiming to bring people at the heart of player development together. My name is Coach Yas, a UEFA A licensed and FS goalkeeping B licensed coach with over 10 years experience working in youth football from grassroots right through to Premier League academies. I'm currently operating as an affiliate shooter for the FA, alongside working towards a Masters in Performance Football Coaching. I'll be sitting down with coaches, coach educators and key figures in the game to have free-flowing conversations and discuss the challenges, lessons learned and effective trends in the coaching world today. As usual, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Ahmed. Hey guys, hope everyone is well. Looking forward to today's discussion. Ben. Hi guys, um, looking forward to today's uh, discussions. Uh, hopefully there'll be a couple of gems to take from it. And Sherlin. Hi guys, uh, looking forward to another good debate today. Um, hope you're all well. Hope you enjoy. Welcome guys. Today's topic is going to be looking at professional development. So I just want you guys to maybe share some of your um, journeys in terms of where you guys are at and what your thought is on the coach education pathway and any other stuff that you've done regarding your own professional development. Um, anyone want to start us off? Um, yeah, go on. Um, obviously, I've, I've gone through the generic route of um, doing the core coaching courses uh, with the FA. Um, I've uh, been fortunate enough to do up to like, the UFA level now. And uh, with that, I feel like there's, there's kind of this sort of uh, split uh, amongst coaches in terms of their opinion of the courses and whatnot. And uh, the, one, the one thing I'll say is that my opinion kind of changed as... Uh, you know, I'd done more and the years went by where I used to sort of put my onus on these courses to um, give me all, like, give me all the knowledge that I need and whatnot. But I found that once, uh, once I started, like, reading outside of it, like, you know, like, reading articles and, you know, listening to other podcasts and, like, watching, you know, coach documentaries or whatever interviews and stuff, stuff like that, you tend to learn more from it and then it started to make me question these core coaching courses but one thing we have to realise is that they only have uh, so much time with um, the candidate, the learning candidates on it that there's only so much they can cover uh, so like uh, for me now my perspective kind of changed from oh I'm not really getting enough on these uh, courses to it's probably doing what is meant to do in terms of being an introduction into another sort of level of you look at uh, the way you look at football or the way you look at coaching as the new format has uh, come to do. So just, uh, you know, just in terms of that then, so are you saying that because of the limited time on there, you know, you feel that the appropriate stuff has been covered or you feel that there's stuff that maybe should be involved in those, in those courses that maybe hasn't been covered and obviously that's where you've now had to go off your own experience and try and develop those areas or do you feel that there's certain areas that should maybe are missing from the qualifications that you've done? I think there's always going to be an argument to say that there's always uh, things missing from it. Like for, for example, I feel like a lot of my influence now uh, it's probably come from my masters where like I've learned things that like was never covered, uh, really in the core coaching courses. So such, like such as like the talk about philosophy. Like I don't like bar like uh, um a 
before these new formats came out, and like before a coach would ever considered such a thing, they'll have to ever. They, they must have had like some productive discussion with a more experienced coach or something cool, or uh, you know, stumbled across um, you know, like an article that's talking about it or like talking about it in depth. And that's where, like, uh, I feel like was the main thing for me that, like, the, in terms of philosophy, in terms of communication, in terms of working with other stuff, that's what, like all stuff that like, I kind of learned in my masters. And uh, we we can argue that obviously this things ain't really touched on on the course, but like like I said, like there's only so little time they have to cover so much. So like, what my thing is probably making it a bit more clearer in terms of what the purpose of the course is to the learning candidate. So Ben, uh, you before just they cut off for a brief second. I'm not sure if everyone, everyone else Sorry. heard that either, but... Um... No, it was... That was clear for me, yeah. I think it kind of just cut out for a second. Oh. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, so my thing is, uh, like, making the purpose of the course clear to um, the learning candidates. So, like, they're not coming on, on this and thinking that, okay, cool, after this course, I know... I, I I am at a level two uh, coach or I'm a level three coach or I'm a level four coach or whatever, but because it should be a continuous um, process in your development. Right. So I'm just interested, obviously, to get the views of obviously Ahmed and Sherlin on this as well. In terms of, do you guys feel that the courses are pitched at the right level? Do you feel like there's there's bits that maybe that should be on some of these courses that maybe haven't been? Um, because you know this it just comes sparks of sparks of the thought over the conversation which came up in the group uh, group chat about a week or two ago when people were talking about um, I guess the conversation was around a license in particular and having uh, yeah having that be more I, accessible to the grassroots coaches. But I I, I remember that uh, yeah. conversation. I was involved in that one. I think it's how I see it, it's very it's, it's slightly similar to, to what uh, Ben just mentioned. I think you know with me personally, I came through the you know the core education path I did my level one did my level two um went on to do my youth mods I think it was only really when I did my youth mod two that things changed personally for me on the educational path with like the, the for as a learning candidate yeah how it was described from then on for me when I did my my level uh my youth two and I went on to my uh, level three UA for B it was it was more detailed for me to understand what I'm going to get from those courses and what played a massive part for me was me being able to understand that and understand what the tutors were going to give to me personally from their own experiences and what they were trying to pass on through the courses but again it goes back to that whole self-development part for me where what are you trying to take from your course and add that to your experiences because as what Ben has said, he's learned a lot more from doing his masters and, and other things. Whereas I'm along the same, I've learned a lot more where I work in my day job at a school or the experiences that I've, you know, or these mistakes that I've made mm. during my coaching path, whether that's in grassroots or as I'm learning during you know, working in the academy. And I think a lot of these coaches that we speak about and the conversation we were referring to, yes, I was you know, they coaches and grassroots, they want this, they want that, they want this, they want that. But during that conversation, I never once heard someone say, well, 
I'm actually doing this or I'm actually doing that to better myself. Yeah. If, if that make, if that makes sense. Yeah, and no. going going into the educational path, there's a lot of coaches that believe that when they get this certificate, they they are the one or it means that yeah. they're this. It doesn't. It means that you've just been given a set of tools to go on continue your your journey and experiences during your journey that, that, that's how i see it i mean i think that's one we're looking at if i'm looking at it from my perspective i think uh, there, there is that element to it that you know they may think they've 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 made it now to to an extent it's almost that that feeling around it but it's also for me I, I don't look at it as you've now been given the tools it's now actually you've now been able to apply some concepts to a certain standard okay um so therefore because I think those two those tools are going to be they're going to be there for every coach, no matter what level you're working at. In my opinion, it's just how no 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 hundred percent just how I mean, well you actually go about actually accessing your toolbox and applying the right tool and to, that, the right, to the right to the right I guess fixture and um, yeah and that's my point when when you go to these courses for me it's like the resources are your tools what can you do with them yeah and I, I've I've seen a lot of coaches on courses that I've been on. They've they haven't used these resources or tools to the best as possible. They've ignored certain things in the course, and you know, and left with probably the same attitude they came in with. Well, I think this is it. So for, for a lot of people, it's just a tick box exercise. Hence, why I said, why, yeah. why do you, you know the yeah. question I was asked? But, so the intention of why yeah, do you exactly. want to actually? Well, the question, obviously, in that conversation was, well, why would you want to go and do your A license if it's for the qualification mm-hmm. and you're doing it? I guess, in my opinion, to get a specific job because you need an a license as an example then fine fair enough but if you're not going trying to go down the because there's a lot of coaches who are interested in going to do it but they're not actually interested in going to work in academy football or whatnot they just want to get some extra knowledge or whatever that might be mm-hmm. um i guess you know it kind of comes back to my i guess the initial i initial conversation was having around actually what are you doing outside of the qualifications to get that knowledge because that knowledge that you're going to get and of course yeah that's great. And as Ben touched on it, it's going to give you some exposure to some of these things. That kind of what you said really there is, here's some things you can go away and use. But mm-hmm. actually, you don't need the course to get that information. All the information, all the courses are going to do, it might give you some more practical examples and I guess sharing of experiences from maybe the tutors and co-learners on your courses where you can actually see mm-hmm. some more practical application of this sort of stuff. But ultimately, that information is out there. So... I think for a lot of coaches, they rely solely on the qualification as opposed to thinking, actually, well, what what do I want to actually gain from this and how can I go about getting it? Because if you're now sitting there waiting to say, actually, do you know what? I want to learn more about being a coach in the 11 v 11 game, so I'm going to go and do my A license, but you're not in the right position to even get on the course. You're going to be sitting there for time thinking, I want this information and I'm the only way I'm going to get is A license. But actually, no, the 11 v 11 game is everywhere. What do you want? I think, what do you want I think when I... does that make sense? Yeah, I think when I sh- when that during that conversation in the group, when I, sh- you know, shared what I did personally for myself, when uh, before I even applied for my my B license, it kind of was it got brushed off by some of those guys inside the group, and it just said to me a lot that yeah, they're not prepared to listen of what's actually maybe needed for them to step mm-hmm. forward, and it it, just, it literally did sound like they just want the paper to say I've got this. But then, then again, as you threw it back, what do you want to do with it? Because I know personally for me, I've learned a lot more from my fellow coaches and mentors that I've had and experiences that I've created yeah. my, my, myself during my journey. But within that, then, have you, is it 
you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but would it be fair to say that actually the reason why you've probably learned a lot more from these people is because you've gone there looking, you, you've gone accessing these people or, or reflecting. Oh, 100%. From a perspective, you access these people with a specific outcome in mind. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to I'm going to listen to I'm going to have this conversation with these co-coaches I'm going to have this conversation with one of my mentors around this particular area because this is an area that I feel I want to develop in or I feel like I need development in if that makes sense as opposed to just having a really really conversation because I think you know it kind of ties into I guess one of the topics I want to talk about later later in another another show in that what does what is mentoring? What does mentoring actually look like? And how do we get how do we get at mentoring? What what makes a good mentor and a good mentee in that respect? Does that make sense? Yeah, it it, it does. I, I was I would say just to 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 hit that, you know, on on the nail, you you're spot on. But when I when I when I talk to people, whether it's yourself or other coaches that are, you know that I I know of in the game, or even some that's coming back into the game, it's about what can I take from them? Not in a sense where you use them to gain and run away. It's surrounding yourself around the right people, the right mentality. If your mentality is, I want to continue learning because you can never stop learning, then I seek out those type of people. I seek out people who are going to challenge me on what my views are. Not challenge me to put me down, but challenge me of what's my rationale behind my thinking or why do you want to come and work alongside me why do you want to watch me or what do you know what I mean yeah. I mean I did a lot of yeah. shadow coaching back in the days and I still do it now with people that either have level one or level two because as far as I'm concerned those courses have changed compared to when I did it and yeah. there's other things inside there that I didn't get from those courses back in the day that these new coaches are getting now which I think you know what I'm still I still want to tap into that Regardless of whether I've got my level three or not, it doesn't matter. It's about your mindset. So your mindset has got to be open wide enough to understand that you will learn from everybody as long as they've got the correct mindset when they're delivering their work, whether it's level one, level two, it doesn't matter to me. So when people talk about, I just want, you know, I want to be have uh, access to a license. Again, as you said, what do you want it for? Because I've never, I don't, I didn't, in that conversation, I never heard someone say, well, I've been doing this to try and get there. I've been doing, I've been speaking to this person. I've been researching this. It, there was none of that. And again, I go back to that mindset. Do you want to learn or do you just want? Yeah, I think it, it, it's interesting because on, on that is, this is something you've touched on there is about, you know, accessing this, people going out and doing shadow sessions. I mean, one of the things that we commonly get uh, on on the coach education courses, uh, especially when it comes to doing your action plan, you, know, you quite often see this the, the phrase of go and observe experienced coaches as part of your action plan in, in preparation for the next level, whatever that might be, right? Now, I think a lot of coaches go and say, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm observing this coach who's been doing this for 10 years, but why is that coach? I think it's very important for the people to, like you said, have the mindset that you want to develop, but also know what it is that you're trying to develop and what the areas yes. you're looking at. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've had it many times in, and I'm sure you guys have probably had similar situations where you, have, you might have had some different types of coaches say, can I come and watch your sessions? I mean, I, I, I've had a few people come to me and say, oh, yeah, I want to come watch it. In my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to be rude, but what do you want to watch me for? Mm-hmm. What do you want to watch me for? Because if you're coming to observe me because you're looking to pick up a particular area or, or, or observe a specific area, and that's not an area that I'm skilled in, then you're wasting your time. 
Yeah. So whereas I feel a lot of coaches think, oh yeah, this person, you know, the amount of times I've said to, uh, I guess, a, a learner or I've spoken to another coach, say, yeah, maybe they're going through their level two or they're going through their B license or whatnot, and they're saying, well, I'm, and I'm working alongside the UEFA B coach. Great. What does that mean, though? What does that mean? You're working alongside a B license coach. Does it mean it doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know even if he's any good. Um, it's not to say that I'm the assessor and I, I'm I'm the judge of all good coaches, but I'm saying. But is there is the rationale behind what they're talking yeah, about? It's, it's like what they, they, they can't explain. What it. about what about that B license coach is 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 I guess keeping you keeping you in, you know in a state of mind where you're saying actually this is a positive thing. I'm working alongside this B license coach because I'm sure you guys have come across coaches that. You know, they might have a B license, they might have an A license, but actually, there's probably level two coaches out there with better coaches. Yep. And it does happen. Yep. So it's like, yeah. what is it about that coach that you're actually you're picking up? So for me, I've got, I've got, I've got mentors of my own. I go to different people for different things. So, you know, if a coach comes to me and says, "Yes, I want help with my organization skills and my timekeeping," mate. I'm gonna signpost you elsewhere because that's not my that's not my expertise. It's about being honest with yourself and knowing okay where yeah. where am I at? So for me, I, I'm I, you know I, I'm comfortable in saying that you know that's not one of my skills. I'm not I'm not the most punctual person. I know that, and I'm very comfortable in saying that because it's like, actually I'm aware of that, and it doesn't mean that I'm just gonna be aware of it and neglect it. But no, I'm actively aware of it. And I'm actively going to be doing something trying to develop that. However, if you're coming to me to try and develop that skill for yourself, mate, it's the blind leading the blind right now. <laughs> Whereas yes. if you come to me and say, actually, I want my, I want help with, I don't know, I think one of my areas is my, 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 my skills or my areas of strength rather is actually how I design my practices. And we can go through, yeah. a, 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 you know, we can, we can go through some stuff where I'll talk you through my planning process and stuff like that. Then, yeah, you know, all day long, I, I can definitely help someone with that. But I think it's very important as that person looking for that information and I guess looking to make make those developments to be clear on what it is that you are trying to develop it and then go about that. So again, kind of roundabout way it comes back to the whole A-license. You know, what is it that you're trying to get the A-license for? Is there specific information yeah. on that course that you're looking to tap into and think, oh, do you know what? I've heard that A-license covers A, B and C. I'd really like to know more, a bit more about C. Okay, well, you know what you want to find out. So you know that. Okay, research. research. Exactly. Research it. Tap into people who you think have got the, that information already. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you get on the course, you might then decide, actually, you've got that information. You might decide, actually, I don't need to take the course anymore. Or you might be right, actually, now I'm on the course. I want to go into more depth around the stuff I already now have understood. Mm -hmm. Rather yeah. than just going on there and just getting the surface bits just because that's what, the, that's, that's what the course is offering. Because at the end of the day, the course is catered for, a, you know, a set number of people who have got completely varied learning experiences and, and obviously needs. So there's only, you know, every course is going to be different in that respect. So like, yes, the content might be the same. Like for instance, when I'm going out and delivering courses, you know, I'll, I'll make it clear, the course content will be the same. However, how much time we spend in each area or each module of the course might be slightly different depending on what course you go on. So, you know, you might have done... Like for instance, Ben's done an A license. I've done my A license. Our A license were completely different. Yeah. Likewise, you know, yeah. myself and Ahmed actually happened to be on the same B license, but yourself and Ben were on different B licenses. Now, yeah. The courses will be completely different. What you take away from that will be different because of many reasons. Because of maybe the cohort on the course, because maybe the skills and expertise of the particular tutors you had. So therefore, there was more of an emphasis on certain things than others. 
but I think it's very important as coaches for us to be more self-aware about what it is that we are bringing to the table as coaches. What are our strengths and the areas for strength, as well as um, uh, so yeah, you're not. I've been listening for a good 17, 18 minutes, and honestly, everything you guys have said is everything that I've found myself and the mindset that the individual takes to any type of professional development is the be all and end all. Yeah. If you just want to go there to get the qualification, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go there to learn, that's fine. But you need to have that mindset of that you want to actually learn something and progress. But having said that, it was very interesting. I think it was uh, Sherlin that said, or oh, Yaz, it's, it becomes like a box ticking exercise. And at the end of the day, I'm a very analytical I'm very simple-minded, and I realised on every single football course that I've done, I'm there just to impress one person. And that one person is who's going to tick them boxes as to whether I've done but it or is not. The, is, the, is that not got... part of the problem itself, in the fact that you're there to try yes. and impress that one person? Well, actually, that's... It's, it's, no, but that's, I, don't think, me, I don't think that's Ahmed's fault. Like, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. how the format of the course was. Yeah. That doesn't you know stop I mean? me from stepping outside of that and actually then... Yeah, but it does, though, yes, because it's like... It's like, I remember when I was doing my level one when I was 17, I remember I had a lot of ideas in my head. I want to try them. I can do this, do that, mm. do this. And I, and I tried to do it in like my practice, my mock. And the guy was like, Ahmed, what are you doing, mate? You know, you need to make sure you show yeah. me this, 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 and oh, this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But then that. I guess so that's, that's, that's where I guess, it. you know, we, we, I think we touched on it briefly the other day, I think. But where the shift has come around the culture education courses, it's no longer that specific uh, tick boxing exercise, whereas you know, I'm, I'm all of you probably in a similar position to me when you did you maybe your level one, level two, maybe even up to an extent your B license, where actually you're going to come on the course, the tutor is going to show you what he wants to see or what he's going to deliver, and you need to be able to basically mirror that session, right? Word for word, yeah. To, uh, the, the session design needs to be the same, and if it's not quite the same, you might pass, but actually you're going to be frowned upon because that's not what the tutor did, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah, but it's not rocket science. It's like you, like if you, if you're a logical person, you know you just have to do what that one person wants you to. Yeah, see. But, yeah. And then it's it's no, it's I, a right I, I get start. that. But what I'm trying to say, and ultimately you're there to pass a course if you if you are on a course. But if it's something like where you're just gonna go and watch coaches, me when I used to go watch coaches, I used to learn from coaches that I didn't think were good. I just thought, yeah, let me just go because you just sometimes reaffirm. The path that you're on yourself, but then, but then isn't you know? And I think this is what um, Sherlin was touching on earlier about being around people who are going to challenge what you're doing and not always just reaffirm it because some well, people are going to yeah, reaffirm yes, what you do, what you're doing. Yes, yeah, so can on. I? Can I? Sorry, turning to talk. Can I just say on that what, what I just said earlier on? Yeah, spot on. But I think where, where Armour is coming from is that. I actually agree what you're saying because I was in that era where it was yeah. you went to your level one, oh, level two, I'm not disputing that. and they said, "Do A, B, C." And you'll pass. If you don't do you're that, not pass. you're, you're not going to pass. I mean, and I but even remember you had to say like a certain yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. yes, like okay, guys, I've yeah, checked yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've checked for needles and glass but, and whatever. Everything but is safe, what? yeah. and we can proceed. It's like you had to you, say you, that. You say that, but even you know, what I mean? you know, it kind of it makes me think back to when I did my level two. You know, near enough ten years ago now. And on that course, I'm sure it was similar to you guys now. You'd have one person deliver the course and one person will do your assessment. It won't be the yeah. same person, right? Yeah. So I've gone through the whole course and do it. And I think even then I understood, you know what, I'm actually going to be quite headstrong and actually do what I believe is the right thing. So it was, you know, it went from a technique, skill, game. And I think when I did mine, it had to be like a 4v4 game. But we, we, had to, we were asked to use, I think, uh, 10 players. So it was obviously going to be 8v8 plus 2 sort of thing, right? Now, 
I remember doing my session and uh, they were very adamant. They, you can only coach your team, essentially, right? And the other team, you don't coach the other team. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember coaching the session and actually in the moment, I made an intervention. And on that moment, obviously, I had two floating, floating players who were kind of playing for both teams when in possession. And in that moment, I actually coached those players. Um, and I actually then ended up having a, a, you know, a full-on debate with the assessor on the day. because no, you can't do that. I said, well, no, I can do that. And this is the reason why I'm going to do it. Um, and it, it, was, it was almost like he was trying to stand his ground. And I'm saying to me, I'm saying to him, you're going to accept this. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm quite headstrong and maybe I'm quite stubborn. So I'm actually just going to push my thought, push my, push my view onto him and say, no, you're going to run with this. But I was so clear in what I was doing and why I was doing it that I was able to do that. Whereas I think a lot of coaches aren't actually thinking, right, what do I want to do here? In fear, I, I, in fear I, I, of some, in some cases, in fear of actually, if I don't do exactly what's there, as I already said, I'm not going to pass. I'm here to pass a course. But I think that that whole that whole element of, I guess, the qualifications has kind of shifted completely now because it's no longer that process. It's now moved to a different and the, shift. The, and this, the reason why that shifted, the reason why that shifted, because there's coach educators such as yourself that's now coming on board because your mindset is completely different to how it was when it was back in the days when you had to go and cause it, as Ahmed said, and myself and Ben, where you was there to impress that one person. And if I'm being honest, a lot of the educators that I saw back in the days, they had that ego where you're going to do what I say so I can tick you off. Whereas yeah. during those times, you had the odd one or two coaches that actually expanded your mind and said, well, you don't have to do it like I'm doing it. Show me what you can do. And that's why the likes of yourself and, and Ben and, and me and Amma that's on, on this podcast right now are reaching out to the other coaches who have that similar mindset. The, the small mi- minority that still think of, well, I just want this, I just want that, they're going to be stuck where they are because they're not prepared to expand themselves. Hence why the culture education has changed a lot more now because a lot of different coaches have come on board and realised things need to be taught in a different way. Not even taught, just exposed in a different mm. way for people to think a bit more. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, it's, you know, it's just on that, maybe it's more important for me to kind of highlight what, what where that shift has gone now. So now, whereas previously, you know, you'd get your 20 boxes and you get a tick or an AP, I think it was back then, it would be action plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to yeah. cover at least, you get to get one tick in per area, whether that be in your first yeah. session or your second session, you get two sessions and you will kind of at least get one tick in either of the sessions for it. So if you didn't quite demonstrate something in the first session that you did, as long as you demonstrated it in the second one, you were good to go. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. Now, where it's kind of gone now, and this is up where you know it's, it's interesting to get your views on what you what you you know, Sherlin, you've obviously done, you know you've gone through um, your youth mods now um, as part of the new pathway. Obviously, you did your I think you did your mod one before it came out. As in, I did my yeah. mod one and two, and then yeah, three was in the big. Um, but you did your mod two as a standalone, didn't you? As yeah. part of the block two. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whereas yeah, I think yeah, you did yeah, your yeah. mod one as just a mod one, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I did my mod one. Yeah, as it was just standard on mod one. Yeah, yeah and, and then, then what I did my mod two, which was in the new exactly, level two. Yeah, so so you, you had a bit two, of, yeah. I guess, a bit of an exposure to what that process looks like, and obviously having now gone through yes. your B license in the, as as a new level three format, as a, as opposed to yeah. you know the old UA for B, you've had a bit yeah. of exposure to that. And I'm not sure, Ahmed, have you done any of the youth awards? 
Yeah, for me, I was going to say, like, I've jotted down the piece of paper that the, the two courses that I've most enjoyed uh, out of any of them is in my youth module okay, one. So you've done those as standard ones I'm as well, sure. right? I think it was, I think it was when they first came yeah. out. That's and when then, I jumped um, onto them. But they were a game changer because it was like, like Shannon said, it's like you didn't have that kind of box ticking as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. this, this, this you know what I mean? It's like, like, put your ideas. It's like literally put your ideas onto yeah, the pitch. Yeah. We just want to see you set out the parameters, i.e. like the area yeah. you're going to work in, what the players need to do. They have clear instructions and then the rest is whether your topic, you can coach yeah. it then. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, you feel like the only pressure that's you're feeling or you're under or you're getting scrutinised about is whether you've actually taught the players how to pass sure. the ball. Over, over a short distance, for example, and as long as you can do that, then then it's then you're kind of, I, mean, uh, I think the shared yeah. understanding is there's a, there's, a, there's a lot more freedom to kind of be creative and expressive about how you oh, how you get yeah, your session yeah. across. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, ben, if I'm and even the assessment part of it, even the assessment part of it, you felt that as well. You didn't feel like you was well, getting this, this, well, this is it, you see, now. and so on. Where I kind of, you know what I want to kind of highlight is obviously that 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 tick box process essentially is still there because. As a as a as a as a tutor coming up, I understand why it's there. I understand why it's there, because ultimately there is a pass and a fail aspect to all courses, regardless of what the individual takes yeah. from it. Like like me, for example, I failed my UAFB first time. I done better in my failed assessment than I done in my reassessment. Well, I passed the reassessment. That's just me personally, but. I don't know what, what what's that what, what that's down to. I, I can tell you many stories like that. Even the guy that I was doing my level one with, he was the tutor. We was asking him, what level coach are you? And he didn't like the question because he knew he was a level four coach, but he just failed his level four the week before. And then he'd done it during the course when we was away and he passed it. And the guy said to him, oh, basically, I was a bit hard on you the last time. You know, it wasn't as good as this time. But, you know, from the previous uh, one that you failed, I'm going to, you know, and then he ended up passing. So it's like, it comes down to that one thing again of just like impressing one person. On yeah, the day. but like, you know, like I was going to say that it's, it's shifted now because now, whilst that, that you know that tick po- that tick box process is still there essentially because there's still some competencies that you need to be able to demonstrate as a coach going through the qualification. Now, it'll be interesting to get your guys' thoughts on, on what that you know on the way the pathway is now, and I guess how you think that maybe would change things for yourselves and maybe potentially future coaches going into it. So for me, I think the way it is now is like you know. You, you're still going to have those same things that you maybe need to demonstrate when we when we when we went through the qualifications, but how that actually looks in practical terms can now be a bit more open, if that makes sense. So when someone says to you, "Oh yeah, you need to go to coach this," right? It's all about the rationale, right? You've decided you're going to coach it in this way as opposed to this way that the tutors may be delivered on. Why have you done that, and what's the impact of that? Have you? It's much more about reflection, self awareness in that respect. If that makes sense. Yeah, like you see, this is where like I kind of feel like there's two sides of the coin to it. Um, in the sense that um, now you're probably gonna tend to produce a lot more self-aware and uh, self-aware coaches that would have reasoning to why they're doing what they're doing and the style of coaching they're doing and the exercise, etc., to the group of players that they have, but. Um, my thing is that like the the trade off of what I noticed is that they've taken a lot of the actual technical and tactical aspects of the game out of the course in, in order to obviously um, provide this for the coaches. So it's good that 
um, they are self-aware and they have rationale, but then if the knowledge base ain't enough, uh, how effective is it? Is those skills without having the, let's say, knowledge base that, um, you know, is required for the level of the course they're doing and stuff like that. So unless, like, these individuals are doing the extra reading um, to obviously learn more about the game and the actual watching of the games and stuff like that, uh, how relevant is well, the is, self-awareness and the rationale behind it? For me, I think it's a fantastic thing that that's happening in respect that actually it's going to make coaches, it's going to almost force coaches to have to become more proactive in their, in, in their I guess, their development to say, actually, you know what? Yes, the technical aspects have, you know, not wholly, but maybe the technical aspect isn't as great now as it was prior in the in the courses. However, now knowing that, what are you as a coach going to do to go out there and access that information, research that information, develop that knowledge so that you can then give that to your players and support your players with that? Whereas previously, I think it was people coming on the course expecting to gain that technical knowledge. Don't get me wrong. There was definitely benefits in that. So whereas for me, when I go through the qualifications and then I touched on the other day that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to go to see both sides of the spectrum in terms of, going through the old pathway and having access to the new pathways essentially and that the old pathway actually they gave you a lot of technical information so maybe you didn't have to, you didn't yeah. have to go out and actually search for other stuff mm-hmm. outside of it because you actually had access to a whole bunch of it however there's a lot of coaches that if they didn't get the topic that they were accessed to on the, that they accessed on the course they were going to struggle they were going to struggle because mm-hmm. there was some time you know not every topic was covered in, in terms of delivery from a tutor but there were some topics that were given to people that people were thinking, right, well, what am I going to do with that? And I guess... I think another... I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think another thing is sometimes people make it too complicated for themselves. It's like, literally, if your topic is crossing from wide areas, you, you literally make sure that you have a wide area in your setup and you get crosses in, if you... Like, literally yeah. speaking. But then you'll see some people, they'll try and reinvent the wheel because they think they're really big bollocks or whatever it is. And it's like... You know, they got someone doing an intricate run and then they get and then eventually they'll cross it in. And then when you're actually watching it, it's like they've crossed the ball from wide areas maybe three or four times in the 20 minutes. So it's like and it's like I, I saw a lot of that happening when I was doing my courses. But it's like the tutor didn't have time to intervene or to tell them or he would tell them once. But then he wouldn't tell them a second time, which I think is fair enough, because if you've got an, an individual that's just going to keep doing what they want. Then is that the type of person that you do? Want no, but then this comes back to what I was saying the other day, right? If someone's doing it anyway, does that mean that the message hasn't landed? Do you get what I mean? So maybe that, you maybe mean? that if the tutor has said something, maybe just because the tutor says something doesn't mean it's been understood. If that makes sense, but where? Yeah, but then this is this goes down to the tutor as well. It's like, is that candidate like responsive to just Q and A, or does it need to be specific? But that's my point. So who's, who's responsive? Then surely it's the tutor's responsibility to identify that and address that, but. That you know, that's kind of shifting away from. But I feel that things have changed. Like I feel that things have changed. Like I've, I haven't done a football course for a good four or five years. If I, I want to get back into coaching, obviously with my time scale, it's going to be difficult. But I've highlighted I want to do the youth module free, and whether that is with the UEFA B now as well. Fair enough, I'll do it again because I did like the youth modules just because of that freedom it kind of gave you that to be creative and not not so rigid. Yeah. But yeah, I think coming back to what, what I was kind of trying to get at was, in terms of the pathway now, it's, it's, I think 
it's interesting to know maybe what you guys are currently doing. Um, and maybe you might be you might suggest some ideas for other people listening to this as to maybe what they could be doing about gaining that extra information, gaining that knowledge. And maybe if you guys have got any experiences that you want to mm. share around any mentor, any mentors yeah. you may have and how you've yeah. gone about accessing those mentors and what that maybe mentor mentee relationship looks like. I, obviously, on, on a later on a later on a later show, then maybe we can discuss in deep in deep of what mentoring actually is. But it'd be interesting to get some of your views and experiences. I can I can I can share what I did. I mean, from me, but I mean, you know a lot of my journey, yes, sir. You know, in in my in my path. I mean, it was a big thing for me. I I came from the generation of the tick box. Yeah, we can tell. And yeah, <laughs> you know. But I, in, in all due respect, I I look back on that, and I think that helped me a lot to understand where I am yeah. at today. Because when I did my youth mod two, and you was there, it. That was probably my most favorite course going because it allowed me to take the word pressure off my head. I always thought that building a session, what it had to, everything had to be detailed perfect, where the conversation that you and I have had over the years is just keep it simple. Be creative, but keep it simple. And my journey has come from there where now I don't believe that I need to get this next license to be a better coach. I, I put a lot of self-research and development in my time i did a lot of uh going around to different associations such as surrey or london fa where i would go to cpds and even cpds where it could be about things where i already knew but i wanted to know if i can gain more knowledge from it or things such as goalkeeping that i didn't know Mm. nothing about you know i would learn a lot from so it's i put myself out there to gain more knowledge from people that experienced more more than I did or tutors that I really rated because they allowed me to question myself and they questioned me and they allowed me to question them on what their thoughts were so it's I did a lot of connecting CPDs uh, got a mentor spoke to fellow coaches that I you know that I trusted and it didn't matter what license they were it was about could they explain to me where they was going with whatever session that I was watching or conversation that I had of their experiences or getting them to challenge work that I had done. It's about putting yourself on that line. And then when you apply for these courses, for me, I had a better understanding of what I wanted from whatever course that I, I, I went on. So I'll give you an example of doing my B last year. So a couple of years ago, it was a case of what do I want to get out of it? I wanted to get that license out of it because I wanted to go into the professional game, yes. But I also wanted to get the same freedom that I got from my youth mod two out of it. And I got more. It, it, you know, I think Ben said that, you know, these courses, they kind of take the technical side away from it. So, you know, back in the days, you would open a folder, you'd get like 20 sessions. In, in the B license, the empty. new one, I don't remember getting a session plan. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was empty and that's what I wanted that's what I wanted and the reason why I wanted because I thought to myself okay there's an empty session plan inside there what can I put on there and every single time that we had our um, blocks and uh, you know a couple of days together it was about what could you bring to the table and I learned a lot more from there such as working with different coaches on different yeah. sessions and those things helped me in my, t- in, in, in my profession today Whereas I can go to work and I can work with different coaches and understand where they're coming from and vice yeah. versa. And it prepared me for where I currently am today. 
And when I look forward, I think to myself, do I want to do the A license yet? No, I don't. Why? Because in my mind, I don't need that right now. I need to keep keep growing and keep doing the same things that I was doing before when I when I took my youth mod two, before I took my uh, level three. I will only do my A license when I feel I need to do it or want to do it for yeah. a specific reason. Until then, it's just a piece of paper. So what I'm saying to these coaches that will be listening out there is educate yourself. Push yourself in boundaries where you're uncomfortable. Mm. Go to areas where you have never been to before, such as different CPDs or different level of coaches, and just watch people and observe their character, you know, their behaviour, everything. Soak that all in and learn from your yeah. player. Because a lot of the times, it was back in days where coaches would say that you do this and that's it, and the players would do it. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. And my youth mod too taught me that a lot. And working and speaking with different coaches taught me that a lot. Learn to learn from other players and other coaches and push yourself in different boundaries before you think about applying for your B or your A or whatever it is. Know what you need to get from the course before applying from it and know what you need to research for yourself before even thinking about applying for it. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of key, key things to look at there. Obviously, first of all, what is it that you're trying to get from the qualification? Um, I think if, for all coaches, no matter what level you're working at, really, I think it's important to understand whatever interaction you're about to partake in, what is it that you're looking to get out? So have a clear outcome. Yeah. Know what it is, whether that's going on a course or that's having a mentor, whatever that process looks like. Be clear on what it is that you want to get out of the course. I mean, it'll be interesting to get your guys' thoughts and views on. And obviously, Ahmed, you haven't maybe had the access to the new format yet because we just haven't done any of the qualification recently. But yeah, so it'll be interesting just to get your views, both Ben and Sherlin, around what do you think the pros and cons are of the, I guess, the, the, the old system and the new system per se? New system, more freedom. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say like. Yeah, in terms of the new system, so, but within that, though, more freedom. You have more freedom. Um, the... so both you just touched on that there, but what do you feel than the trade off? Well, there must be a trade off. I, right? I think what they mean, like they're not going to get. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, um, it's got to. It's in terms of uh, more freedom to actually express your ideas and hear others' ideas, like from within um, the learning group itself. I didn't feel like. Uh, compared to the old format that I actually got a scope of the sort of coaches that were in my group uh, that much in terms of what they're doing in their um, environments uh, I felt like uh, on my on my A that I learned uh, definitely a lot more from like my peers than uh, the tutors itself uh, just not necessarily because um, the tutors deliveries were, were bad or anything, they're all good as well it's just that it was um, it was a lot is a lot more uh, relevant to me when I'm talking to a coach that's doing a similar age group to me or coaching within a similar yeah. environment. Uh, and that's one thing that I would encourage coaches in is that, you know, a lot of us obviously watch Premier League football and whatnot, but like you have to remember that you need, that that's, it's all good. And I'm sure there will be things that you would take from it, but if you're unable to contextualise it, it's going to be very hard uh, for you in terms of the expectations that you have of the players that you coach. So, like, I can't I can't be watching uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal on a Saturday and then I'm coaching uh, Burgess Park FC on the 11th 
and then expecting them to do yeah. the same thing. So um, uh, that's uh, one thing I found better is that when I was on the courses, I was able to contextualise and learn a bit more to the environment that I'm coaching within. I was able to talk to uh, coaches and exchange ideas. And, the, of course, there were things that you didn't agree with and that further affirmed my idea of what the game is and my idea of what uh, coaching is to me. And um, we already touched on it in terms of like the potential cons is that um, the actual course uh, content um, obviously tend to have uh, less technical content than we were used to in the old format. But the obviously the trade-off that we saw is that we didn't feel, uh, we, weren't, we were naturally a bit more freer in terms of what we could plan um, in, t in the sessions that or the exercises that we had to deliver on the courses that uh, yeah we did get this huge book of technical content there but we were, we were only restricted to that book of technical content and there, there were some times where you felt that you could have probably thought about something you, you thought about something different in, in regards to topic structures uh, top, uh, I mean topic titles uh, but you had to stay within the parameters of these technical this technical content book that they gave you uh, but um, I think, obviously, from us the, that we've done the old format and we've done this new format, we're always, we're always going to uh, say that the technical content was less. But like, uh, like I said uh, earlier, if you're forcing people to be self-aware and have rationale, you're forcing them to actually go and look for the reason of why they're doing stuff and not just be doing stuff because of how it was back in the day because your tutor done it or because that's how it's been done sort of thing. So I do feel like this is probably a, uh, a positive change uh, doing it, but like with all changes, there's always going to be a pros and cons to it, but I feel the pros probably outweigh the cons. In I this think situation. one of the key things to highlight is obviously that there is, there is, I guess, to an extent, a lot more freedom around it, but there's also... Like I say, it's going to force people, and I think it's it, in some cases it's probably going to put a lot of people off in public. But I think it's it's a, it's a refreshing change and a positive change in that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come through the qualifications now that actually maybe previously wouldn't have challenged themselves or thought about different things they're doing, um, and just expected to come on and like as you know as we as we knew it, tick box, tick 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 tick, and we're, we're through the qualification. When now it's you know, you're gonna like I get for instance your level two for instance, you're gonna have a minimum of two visits from a tutor coming out to your context. There's gonna be a, a on UA for B there's gonna be a minimum of three visits coming up. And it's it's key to highlight those at minimum so that you know, I've had certainly coaches I've I've, I've had in some of my courses thinking, Yeah, we're gonna do our two visits at level two and that's it, we're done. Well actually no, you still need to demonstrate you can coach. So just because we're giving you freedom doesn't mean that yeah, just do whatever you want and that's it. No, there still has to be some structure to it. There still has to be some, uh, I guess, um, you know, development taking place, if that meant, it, it makes sense. I just think where one of the massive benefits for me in this new pathway is actually, while the coaches may not be as technical, and in some cases they may be even more technical, but whilst they may not be more te as technical, what you will find is you'll find a lot more, um, a lot more, range of styles and variety in the t in types of coaches we developed throughout the, throughout the, uh, I guess mm. the coach education pathway now. Um, and I think in particular what you might start to see, you might actually start to see a lot more specialists in different areas. Um, yeah, so you definitely. might start to see more specialists mm. working with younger players mm -hmm. or working in the foundation phase or specialists working in the YDP or even the professional development phase. Um, 
Yeah, even just in the national yeah. announcements, yeah. yeah. like NFL, innit? They got their offensive coordinators and defensive, yeah, coordinators yeah. And things like that. No, no, because the FA always said about that. Well, they really, are going really in that direction. The national teams, the national, the national youth teams, teams. Position, yeah, coaches, yeah, the uh, national youth teams you know, already have really, that. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the other topics I do want us to kind of discuss at a later point is obviously um, the influence and I guess the impact. And the place of individual coaching now within uh, clubs and I guess away from club environments, but uh, you know, that's that's for another day. But what I want us to really think about is you know just for you guys as in, individuals, any things that you guys are still looking to kind of maybe access or what current current what you guys currently doing to guys keep yourselves uh, ticking over and developing, especially during this time when you know with this whole COVID nineteen thing. But even just generally, what what are the things that you guys are trying to tap into and access to kind of keep yourselves. I guess up to date and uh, fresh with your knowledge, essentially. See me, I'll, I'll I'll be very honest. Like me, I've been out of touch with football coaching for about a good year and a half, two years, and that and that's everything from coaching on the mm. pitch to any CPDs. I've done nothing literally, you, you and I think as a result of it, this is the thing. You see, I think it's so as a result of it. As a result of it, I think. I think as a result of it, my UEFA B has expired as of today. Like, I don't become a UEFA B coach. But for me, I don't care because I know when I get back on the pitch, I still have all that knowledge and yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I only done these qualifications to try and get into the professional game. And uh, what, what I, didn't, I didn't get the opportunity that I thought I deserved, but that's a different discussion. But I don't feel like I need to put myself under that pressure to get a UEFA B license again or UEFA A because I'm comfortable in myself. I know that I can still learn. And for what I want to do in terms of grassroots football, I'm yeah. overly qualified. Yeah. Overly qualified. So it's like I don't need any more qualifications. But I did enjoy the youth modules a lot. And I, if I was to do anything, I'd do the youth module free just because I want to have that enjoyment again. Maybe I'll learn something but new. This, this is what I'm saying, though. Is maybe you'll learn something new. I think. For me, I, as a learner going on to a course, it's a bit of a, I, I think it's a bit of a, uh, in my opinion, it's a lazy mindset. No, it's not I mean, because, you can have an open no, mindset not, to say, actually, because, oh, I'm open to learning no, no, things. No. But I think... Listen, like Ben said, like Ben said, like every course I've been on, I've learned more from my peers than the actual tutor. And that's just from having like a conversation over our sandwich or you're watching their session in detail or just participating in their thing. session. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly. Mm. Or, or, or maybe I just didn't have you as my tutor, yes. I'm sure if you as the tutor, would <laughs> be totally different. You know what I mean? I feel you complain a bit more. Definitely, definitely but yeah, no, it's, uh, I come back. <laughs> no, it's down to the... I think it's just down to the individual. Like, if, if you're going to go for a pay rise or a kind of promotion in the sense of, like, the standard that you're working at, then absolutely you need to get these qualifications. But... I, I I know one coach, for example, he's only got a level one, but he's amazing. He's not interested in doing it anymore. He just wanted to do his level one so he can, like, work at grassroots, basically. And he's just stuck with that, and that's it. Right. So it's down to the individual. As long as, you're, as, long as you're, your kids, as long as your kids are not losing out on anything because of your lack yeah. of education or development... It's, it's, it's interesting. Then, it's, then you know, I, you're out of touch with coaching at the moment, so you haven't really done anything, but... Oh, is that entirely true? I mean, surely there's other things that you've done in your life in the time that you've been inactive. You've been actually, do you know what? That I can really take that and that, that could really be applied to my coaching context. Like, for instance, you're working as a math yeah. teacher. I think you were ben, Ben's math teacher at one point. Um, and 
Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You're constantly like, facing I've always... situations. You think, actually, do you know what? I could really use that. I mean, especially you know, you, you, you're, yeah. you're, you're recently you're a new parent. You know, even some yeah, of the concepts no, that you're now applying as a parent, surely that you can transfer some of those things across or vice versa. And so I think yeah. it, it is that whole mindset of actually coaches. You don't necessarily have to go and do a qualification to be learning. It's it's this formal learning and informal learning. It's like it doesn't have to be a qualification. Like, you know, Sherlin's touched on it a couple of times there, and I'm sure Ben's has had similar experiences. I'm sure, I'm sure you have as well, where you've actually got maybe a mentor. A mentor is not a formal thing, but actually you've got someone there that you go to to get access to certain information regarding a certain area of your, of your expertise or whatever that might be. But it's, you know, what other things are, are, are you guys tapping into? Something? So it's all well and say I'm going on qualifications, but what else are you guys currently doing? Just, just... Tap, yeah, not, just tap oh, into to other people. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I just want to, when it comes to the certificates and the licenses and so on, I'm going to just keep it real. Those things are only there to start you off, to get into the game and to get you in a position where if you're working in a, a non-league club or professional club, you will be required if you want to go for a different job role to, to have those things on your, your CV. I've done my A I've, or I've done my B. And normally, nine times out of ten, the club are the ones that push you to do that, mm. if, if, if that makes sense. So for me, the, the licences mm. is need to be put to a side. As a coach, it's just continuously tapping into people that you know, people that you've, you, you're, you've, you're, you're meeting, you know, just researching different levels of coaches. Like, I'll be real with you. I look at coaches such as uh, Conte, uh, Marcello Lippi, uh, Arrigo Saki, you know, uh, Carlo Ancelotti, because I like that style of work that I've seen them deliver. And I look at even clubs like the Ajax rate and not because I think, oh, I want to get my players to play like that. I want to understand what is the Ajax way? What was Johan yeah. Cruyff trying to do? The reason why? Because I want to tap into those type of guys that I've mentioned because they interest me. And I need to know what is it that they do that does interest me? And can I learn yeah. from that? Or if I, can, if I can't learn from that, what can I take away that I don't want to do? So it's, again, it's like, as Ahmed said, it's about the self, self-development, self yeah. the, the, the person. What do you want to learn as you're going through your yeah. journey? Because as far as I'm concerned, your journey does not stop. It, it never stops. It only stops when you say, you know what, I know it all. And no coach, no matter what level you are, it could be the Klops, the Peps, or the Alex Ferguson, the Wengers, you don't stop learning. The reason why? Because there's always a new batch underneath that have different ideas. So you pluck into those ideas. And as Ahmed said, he's, he knows a coach who's level one and doesn't want to do any more, and he thinks he's great. And I actually believe what he's saying, because if you have that in, that, that purpose of, I want to get on board so I can coach in this level, but then his, 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 I totally his, respect this, that. This is, this is another thing I think is worth, worth mentioning. First of all, I think everything that today you spot on, you know, ultimately what I've taken away from that, and this is, I guess, what I would offer as, a, I guess, uh, a message to other coaches is, be deliberate and intentional with what you're doing. All right, yeah. whether that be uh, reading a certain piece of uh, piece of work from someone, whether that be looking at certain particular coaches, be deliberate and intentional. That actually, I'm going to observe this coach because I want to know how they go about doing this because that's something I've highlighted and I'm, I'm a fan of in their work. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. On 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 the flip side of that is now, 
when we're having those thoughts and those discussions, it's actually be open-minded. Be open-minded to the fact that actually, as you said there, Shirley, it's not a case of, right, I'm going to definitely take away something from this and apply it. It's actually, I'm going to take away something from this and know what I don't want to apply. Mm-hmm. Work. I mean, and that's perfectly fine as well. And I think that that process is key. So, I mean, in the, I guess in terms of development now, it's highlighting for coaches, actually, just get be deliberate and intentional of what it is that you're trying to develop on. Um, it's interesting, obviously, you know, you've touched on that you've got mentors, obviously, Ben, um, obviously, full discussions I've had with Ben, obviously, I know Ben's had people like that in place as well. But coming back to that point about Armour's coach, that he said he's a level one coach and he's a fantastic coach, it's actually, well, what makes him a fantastic coach? Well, actually, you're not looking at the context he's working in. So he might say he might he might not need a level two because what he, where he's working might not require that level of information. It might be actually this guy's a fantastic coach because he's actually a lot, doing a lot of his work in the social corner. And I think this is where I'm kind of touching back on the current pathway and the way it's shifted things. Actually, what you're going to start to see a lot more specialist coaches in different things. So he might be a fantastic coach, but is he, a, is he going to be a fantastic coach wherever he goes? Maybe not. It might be dependent actually he's a fantastic coach for that environment. So I think that's key to highlight the coaches, be deliberate and intense about the environment you're working in and the things that you can mm-hmm. go and do to make yourself better as a coach in that environment. Um, yeah, absolutely. Whereas, you, know, uh, you know, we see it, we see it all the time. You know, I'm, so, I'm sure we've all seen it where you, know, you go, go down to the local park on a Sunday morning and you've got a coach there on the sidelines, you know, thinking, literally thinking he's probably Mourinho fighting for the FA Cup final. But actually, mate, really and truly, no one's saying you can't have that approach. But think about where you're approaching that. Think about where you use know you know that that mentality and that approach. Yeah. So, kind of just shifting away from that. Obviously, you know, looking at some of the stuff that we talked about as well in terms of mentoring. How would you, you know? How do you decide for yourself? I guess, and you know, we'll talk more about this on a later on a later show. But it's interesting just to get a quick snippet of your thoughts in terms of how you decide for yourself. Who you're gonna get a mentor? Who you, or when you're gonna get a mentor? Who that mentor is gonna be? And I guess what makes it a green light for you to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna go with this person for this reason." Um, for me personally, I do. I know the FA has got um the, you know, the mentor mentorship uh, program that they're doing now. But for me, it was obviously a bit more of an informal mm-hmm. and organic. Uh, sort of formation of it, uh, where it's through like uh, discussions that I've had uh, with like n- not necessarily all the time more experienced coaches, it's just coaches in general. And um, what I tend to find is that it, in my initial years, when I was a bit more naive, it tended to be just with coaches that uh, I had an affinity to and that you know had similar ideas to what I had. And obviously compliment what I had. Then has I've gotten older, I've gotten older with it in the game. I've started to notice that, you know, I've learned a lot more from the people that are actually antagonists towards it. Like that are different different towards me because every single time they'll challenge uh what I say I believe and then it makes so me think, it, okay, maybe it, I don't believe it that much. Is it, is it important and, that you have the antagonist there or is it important that actually you just got someone who's just going to challenge what, you, what you're saying? So, I mean, I, 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 for me... No, there's, I feel there's a, there's a difference because I don't. it's not like necessarily someone 
that is uh, just arguing absolutely everything that uh, that you're saying because then that's just an argument. Mm-hmm. It's not even a discussion, a discussion anymore. Um, but is is someone is someone that uh, believes in different things to you? So it's not necessarily opposite, but it'd be a different thing towards you uh, that can probably build upon what you. Uh, think so it's not that um i end up leaving the discussion and then thinking that okay you know what i think uh, i definitely believe what i'm saying sometimes it may be sometimes it may be that or sometimes it may be you know what it may be better uh, it may be better if i just tweak uh, this aspect of uh, my beliefs or this aspect of my practice and and see so like sometimes you're inspired to try uh, different things because i feel like at times you would uh, coaches will tend to make a network of like-minded coaches with, uh, like like-minded coaches all the time and it's like how you can only push each other so far uh, before you kind of start to stagnate so that's where like I believe that I, quite, I kind of have a, a group of mentors and yes you kind of touched on earlier where you were saying that mm. you go to different people for different things and that's that's the same uh, same with me like um like for example, I'll I'll go to you uh, when it's got to do with um, the practicalities of like uh, session session plans because I know that you're very good at that. Uh, I I may go to uh, another mentor to uh, to ask him about you know how to deal with um, you know player relations and stuff like that. So like I I kind of built like some network of mentors around me that helped me and even uh, what. Uh, one thing that we're going to start realizing, and you you guys may be doing now already, is that you're kind of informal mentors mm. to someone else as well, and you do learn from those interactions that you have with that person as well. Because when you're saying your ideas and beliefs to them, it's like you're you're actually saying it aloud now. So like you're saying it aloud and you're making it clear, and that person is going to ask you questions back, and if you're not able to answer those questions. Uh, coherently then it makes you to then start to question or realign um these uh so-called beliefs that you do have i think is it, is it within that it's important to understand that actually that sometimes when you actually you know if, if you're actually having this conversation with other with other coaches it is that whole thing like you said you need to you need to be sure of what you're saying because actually you're now passing this information on to someone else. You need to be very confident in what you're saying. I mean, you, you could be wrong at times, but you need to be confident in what you're saying and the reasons why you're saying what you're saying. And I think is the key thing to have. And that, I mean, Sheldon, I'm not sure if you've had any experience with you know, the mentors of your own and I'm just, I, I'm just touching on, like I said, this might lead into the conversation that we're going to have next time around, around mentoring and stuff, but it'll be interesting just to get some thoughts about, you know, how... how how you've gone about approaching your, you know, or developing your mentorship or mentor mentee relationships if, if you're still having it at this point in time? I, pretty similar to what, you know, Ben just said about going to different people for different, different aspects. Mm. And obviously, as you said earlier on as well, I mean, I approached it where since where I looked within myself. What what do I need? What do I need to get to this next stage where I think that I want to go? Now, like I said, I, I wanted to do my B because I enjoyed my youth mod too. It, it allowed me to be a lot more freer. And I felt that's where the new wave of educational path, when it comes to the courses, that's how they were portraying it. Hence why I wanted to get on my, my, my B. 
And when I approached my, you know, my mentor, it was because number one, I had worked with him a couple of times at the club that I was at. And the way he made things look so simple, it made me realize, you know what? This is where I want to, I want to add this to my, my, my game, my, my development. You know, can, can I take this from him and add it to my, my game and jazz it up in the way that I want to come across in how I deliver things? And that was my main aim when I, when I, when I found him as, as a mentor. But what I got from him wasn't that. It was so much more. It was how to relax. It was how to see the bigger picture of where my journey could take me. It was what he had gone through you know, did I miss out on that or did I need to do this? Or he it, it, it molded me in a way where my thought process was do it in stages, but enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy your journey. And that was the biggest thing that I got from him, just to enjoy your journey. What's going to come will come. Don't try to rush it. And this is something that I try to pass on, whether I'm coaching you know, to younger players or I'm working with coaches that are new into the game and they're so hungry for the badge, so hungry for the badge. And that's what mm. I got from him. Don't worry about the badge. The badge will come. Mm. It will come when you know it's the right time. So I applied for my B one time and I didn't get on it because I didn't have the the requirements that was needed. So I had to go away. I spoke to my mentor and he, he helped me mould myself in to this next stage that I needed. And that was that was the, the main thing. I went for taking things that he did in his sessions and got how to enjoy my yeah. coaching out of it. And that was that was massive. And I, I will never ever be able to be as as majorly grateful to him for that as that because I wasn't looking for that, but I got that instead. So regardless of how he worked, I don't even behave in the same same yeah. way that he does on the field i've just taken going forward the learning enjoy so, it. i mean look within that i mean it's just something that you, it's kind of sparked a thought for me do you think that it's actually easier now to adopt that mentality than it was maybe when, when we were going through the qualification because of the way the pathway is structured yes yeah yeah definitely. Mo- mo- most definitely most definitely you're, you're now using your own brain and, and freely. Do you, do you know what I mean? As you touched on earlier on, you, you did a call saying, you know, you was with your tutor saying that I want to do it because I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. That was kind of forcing it upon them because of that was that was the era back then. Whereas now, they give you so much freedom that you, you are create you're continuously creating yourself as a coach. So you look at the four corners and you think, oh, I'm not really too strong in that. But how can you know that you're not strong unless you actually research and put that effort into it yeah. yourself? There's no, there's no set mark or tick box as the, as we have been saying that yes, you are hundred percent competent in the social corner or in the psychological. And then it's subjective. There's, there's because, no you know, answer. I, I, yeah. this is I think where uh, one of the biggest challenges, obviously, with the new pathway, and I think yeah, is that actually you could go on a course, you could have several, several tutors, but you might actually. Uh, you know, I use this word very loosely, but you, well, I'm not going to use it actually. But you might get paired up with a tutor that actually isn't really compatible with you, shall we say, mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons. Whether they, um, 
you know you might get paired with a tutor because of the locality and where they, where, where they're based as a, in regards to where you're coaching and whatnot. Whereas there might be another tutor on the course you might have actually had a better connection with and better better understanding from. Um, equally, there's you know how the tutors are so vast in their experiences, which is a fantastic thing. But obviously, it creates its own challenges as well. So, for instance, if I'm if I as myself as an example, you know I've had courses that I've been on with other tutors that where that tutor's maybe had predominantly more experience in the foundation phase. I generally don't have a lot of experience in the foundation phase. Um, well, if I compare it to the majority of my experience, it's not really in the foundation phase. So I guess I will have my own take on what my foundation phase coaching might look like. But with uh, limited experience and then using, I guess, knowledge of other stuff that I've done, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, but when, you, when you're saying about your tutors that you get paired up with for me there's you've got two or three tutors or maybe four on your, your courses especially on the on the, in the b the recent b license if you get paired up with one that you may not have that strong connection with i i don't see that as a problem because you still go to grasp from the other coaches that you may have a right. stronger and connection with do you know what i mean now, you're now in a position where actually in between the blocks you're looking for that course support generally you're going to probably be shifted towards uh, contact with the person who's essentially going to be, I guess, observing you in your, in your environment, your visits, essentially. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, that presents its own challenge because, you know, we're talking about this is coach who's great in the social corner. Actually, the social corner might look great for you as a foundation-based coach, but maybe some of the concepts that you're applying might not actually be in line with the thought process of that particular, I guess, tutor or educator that, that's, I guess, supporting you in those moments. So there, that also creates another challenge for coaches. So, so I think it's it's even more important in those moments that for the coaches to understand why they are doing what they're doing and the way they're doing it. Yeah, 100%. So like you're saying, I mean, if you're not, like you said, foundation phase coaching, it, it, it may not be a strong point for you, but and you may not have that strong connection with that tutor, but again, it goes to that self-development. Okay, I may not have that strong connection with you, but I need to get something from you to help me continuously grow, regardless of whether you have that strong connection or not. I mean, I was fortunate with the tutor that I had on on my level three. I mean, uh, one of the tutors I had was when I did my level one and level two, but he wasn't my main tutor. It, it it was another tutor, and I still I grew in that relationship with my level three tutor in a sense where he pushed me so far that it became roles reverse, where I was chasing him, you know, on questioning him on so many things because he brought that side out of me. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you know Do you know what I'm saying? And that was his job. And it got to a set where I was constantly uh, checking in with him. I was asking for opinions or views. And then when he gave me the feedback, I was challenging him. And that's what helped me develop a lot more out of that course. Do you know what I mean? And it didn't mean to say that we were best of buddies or anything crazy like that. But our relationship grew because why? I knew that he had something that I also wanted. Not I needed, but I wanted. And vice versa roles kind of change where we would talk on a level where it wasn't tutor and tutee it was like two coaches talking with each other and then gaining more and more as the relationship built so again it goes back to self-developing as a person do you want to get something from that person and build or do you want to kind of lean towards what your 
yeah, normally you know used to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Guy in the corner that's going to be saying, yeah, this is great. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? And some people do that and some people want mm. that. So, horses for courses, I guess. Even, uh, even I know it's a bit off topic. It's been I've mentioned about 50 minutes ago, but even like, you know how things are changing with the courses? Sometimes, like, I remember being on a course and some people were saying, oh, this is great. It's like, they're teaching me how to do something. I just got to show it to them. I'll pass my course and then I'm going to show it to my kids. So some people need that kind of spoon feeding of like how to actually do something and do it like this. But yeah, mm. but the role of the mentor, I feel yeah, that's different ways of learning, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a lot more from, mm-hmm. from a younger age. But I never really had the. So, okay, but you know, not, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. only my, we're going to talk about this in a later topic as well, a later, later show, but that there itself. The role of the mentor, yeah, I feel so. Been, you know, it would have been a great benefit to you. Um, yes, yes, and no. But what if you're a 17 year old and you're just like new to like the adult world, you just stumbled across your FA level one, you're a bit nervous to ask for help. You, do you get what I mean? So it's like before you know it, you've lost, yeah, but just but then, but just because you're nervous, yeah, some people can't ask for like I'm a maths teacher. I'll sit there and watch a student just look there at their book, puzzled, and they can't. Put... But then surely, yeah, surely, so if you're seeing someone and struggle think... as the tutor, maybe that's What's why like, Ben didn't put their hand up. They can't say, "Sir, please uh, <laughs> come and help me," or put their hand up. <laughs> but surely that's down to you. Yeah, now but that's, as that's my whole point. So when I was younger, there environment. wasn't really that environment of like the tutors looking out to see who needed maybe mentoring or something. It's like you had to ask. You had to go and ask them for extra help. Yeah, I agree. Some people can't do that. You just, it's literally just not. Sorry, I just, I just wanted to say something that, like, in terms of, um, you keep on saying it, like, uh, yeah, you, you would have, um, it would have been nice for you to have a mentor when you're younger. Like, my, my thing with it is, uh, like, I feel like. Uh, no matter what level it is, yeah. like you, you see, first team managers still talk about the fact that Sir Alex Ferguson is their mm-hmm. mentor. So yeah, like, there's, there's, it's like a continuous process. So like, I don't think it's ever too late for you to to get a mentor Absolutely. and whatnot. I like, feel, it's, uh, I just feel it's like always something that, that you can hear in whatever stage of journey um, into football coaching. Your, if you're like assigned someone, or if you know that someone can help you develop for whatever reason, maybe because they're from the same background as you, or you you live near, near enough to each other. It's like mm-hmm. that can help you develop a lot more, a lot quickly, mm-hmm. especially when you're like at a younger age. Yeah, you, you say that, but then also, is it not important sure. to then highlight actually what are the areas that you're developing in? So again, it's a comeback to the thing that we talk about earlier, being deliberate and intentional. But then that's between the mentor and the mentee. Isn't it? You don't know what their conversation is going to be about. Is that between the mentor and the mentee, or is that down to the mentee? I think it works like, both ways. Like I think, like I if you're a good mentor, in. you'd be honest enough to say, "Listen, you need to work on this area of your coaching." And likewise, pardon me. Or know that you can't help him. Yeah, with it. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or know that you can't help him with it, and then like direct yeah. him to I, someone I that. Think, actually I, think can. I think that's 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 more the key part. But again, like without diving too deep into that topic, because like I said, I'm not conscious that we're going to have another show on that. Um, just wanted to kind of wrap up, and there's been some great, great talking points today in terms of, I guess, some of the things that you guys are doing as coaches, and some of the suggestions that maybe coaches that could be taken on board in terms of their own professional development, and maybe the mindset that needs to maybe need to be adopted um, in terms of that development at, um, from not just a personal perspective, from a professional perspective. 
um, I think it's important to highlight that you know, development is both formal and informal. Um, there's no just because you're going on a course doesn't necessarily mean that's the only pathway you can develop in. There's going to be loads of development stuff that you can do external from that, obviously, which can support coaches with their development. But again, the key message for me, and obviously, I'll be you know open to I guess if there's any key messages from you guys. But for me, it's ultimately being deliberate and intentional with what it is that you're looking to get out of any situation. So whether that be reading an article, whether that be observing a session from a coach, why why are you going to observe that coach, and what is it about this session that you want to be, um, I guess exposed to per se um, and again it, if you're going to go on a qualification just for qualification's sake then maybe you need to consider actually is that the right mentality or is it actually something within that qualification that you're actually trying to obtain further information on and if you're struggling or you're trying to challenge to get onto that qualification at any point start to maybe tap into other areas in which you can get that information because there is there is mad amounts of resources out there but one thing I would just add in there as well is don't limit yourself to thinking that football coaching courses are the only source of information. You might pick up information from stuff relating to other sports. It could be basketball, it could be tennis, you know, and explore the differences in, in terms of what it is like with other invasion games, what it is like with even individual sports. Because there is going to be concepts and, uh, I guess, strategies and ways that you can kind of take things from those different context and apply it within your own context with your players um, so I don't know if there's any additional messages from you guys that you think might be useful for the coaches to kind of just consider and maybe apply it in, in, yeah. in their own practices yeah I just wanted to say that we're like in the information age and there's so much um, there's so much resources out there that you, you shouldn't neglect it and try to maximise it there's multiple platforms that you can use there's like um, very helpful videos on YouTube. Um, there's there's articles. Um, there's articles that are written by like coaches and and football analysts that you can you can look at. Uh, there's podcasts. Loads of different resources that you can use, uh, and also start talking more to your peers, because uh, for me, I found uh, a lot of valuable conversations I've had with my peers that have really helped me. And gone a long way, and you start to start to give you a bit more confidence. and know that you're not the only one going on this journey. Yeah, I think I would, you know, echo similar to what Ben's saying, but more in a sense where trust your instincts, trust your players, trust your peers, and understand what you want to gain from what you're searching for. Use yes, the information yeah. and resources I'll, that's available. I'll, I'll, I'll what they're both saying, just know what you want. If, if if you want to get a qualification because you need to progress in your career, then there's no shame in that. Do it. If that's your main aim, just to get a qualification, do it and make sure you pass it. Yeah. But when you have that growth mindset of you actually address like a weakness and you want to improve on that and then eventually something else becomes a weakness and then you just continue to keep doing that, you're just always going to progress and, and naturally get better. And then the qualification should just come naturally anyway. Yeah, I mean, just, just one final thing related to that last point there. I mean, uh, I would go as far as saying, you know, maybe don't address it always as a weakness, as, as the area that needs to be developed. Sometimes it might be a strength that you've got within yourself that you've highlighted that actually you've observed and maybe come across different concepts and ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's just my mindset. That's just the way that that's the way I work as an um, individual. It's like, for yeah. me to improve, I have to constantly identify what it is that needs improving and then I improve it. And then every three, four months, it should be something else. And then, 
it's just so that you're not just working on the same thing over and over and over again basically that's that that's the way i do it personally but yeah, yeah. and and one more thing i will yeah. say if you can not like leech onto someone but if you can get someone that's kind of like that mentor role for you or even you could be a mentor because you learn a lot when you're a mentor yourself when you're actually mentoring someone i mean when someone's your mentee so it's like yeah i think from this conversation i think i've kind of realized the importance of not having a mentor when i was like in my early stages of coaching from like the age of 17 to 21 22 i think that would have better suited me in the whole industry I might have got ahead I might have learned more I might have progressed quicker so I'd definitely advocate get get a mentor or be a mentor because it will help you develop a lot mm. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the next show but you know ultimately it's been a great conversation again guys um, I, love, I love the ways we, you know we've just shared a lot of insight a lot of it um, some of our expertise within uh, I guess our experiences or whatever if you guys can just let everyone know where they can find you and then obviously tune in for the next show yeah you, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at second best oh two. that's two <laughs> ND best two two you can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at focus BXN that's F-O-C-U-S B-X-N Yep, you can find me on Instagram. That's bellofigo78, B-E-L-L-O-F-I-G-O-7-8. Tell us your Twitter, though, man. I knew, yeah, I knew this is why I came last. <laughs> you can find me on my Twitter handle, the original. It's Sherlinator60. <laughs> That's S-H-E-R-L-E-N-A-T-O-R-1-6, Sherlinator16. Finally, guys, I'm Yas. You can find me on Instagram at The Coaches Network and on Twitter at The Coaches Net. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation today. I know it's been another enjoyable one for me. Take it, guys. Enjoy the listen and have a great day. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning into another edition of The Coaches Network podcast. I've no doubt you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Now that you've got a way to contact all the guys, we look forward to seeing some comments and questions around today's show. And don't forget, head over to the platform that you found this edition on and leave us a five-star review and let everybody know how awesome the show is. We read all comments, good or bad, so leave that comment for us and take care, everyone. Until next time. The Coaches Network, bringing the game together. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.